0: My name is Gerald Dizon, and I am from the Philippines. I am privileged to stand here before you today to share my story, summarizing it in four parts. First, an unexpected baby. My story began before I was born. My elder sister, Justine, was already a menopausal baby, thus rendering the possibility of another child impossible. Three years after my sister was born, my mom noticed that her stomach is getting bigger. Medical services in the Philippines are very expensive, so they sought other things to try and solve what was going on, including going to an Albulario, which is a rural, Native spiritual healer, thinking she had a disease. The Albalaria used herbs, oil, smoke, and various chants and prayers. Eventually, she went to the hospital where an ultrasound technician asked her, Ma'am, can you hear or feel the heartbeat of your child? My mom was five months pregnant with me before even realizing it that day. I was born just after midnight of June 13, with my mom's birthday being on June 12. We used to celebrate our birthdays together every year, and she would always tell me, Je, I never knew you were inside of me, and I'm happy that you came out alive and healthy. Second, an unexpected truth. I thought we were a simple, normal, traditional family. I was wrong. It was all revealed after a tragic event. At my eldest sister Janice's college graduation day on March 31st, 2004, my mom had a heart attack at the venue right before it even started. Dad had to rush her to the hospital, leaving my sister graduating by herself. Justine was at at her college class and I am attending a review class for college entrance exams. She was revived for a couple more days at the hospital's ICU before she finally passed away by April 2nd, 2004. During her wake, Janice was mainly helping Dad running Mom's legal documents. At one time, Dad was away, and Janice was looking for their marriage certificate and couldn't seem to find it. As the three of us siblings were talking about it at the wake, my aunt heard us and brought us back, brought us at the back. She said the words so softly she's bursting in tears. Janice, there is no marriage certificate because Genora and Jose were never married. And we were like, what? My aunt continued saying, Jose is married to another woman who is not your mom. And he has a family of three kids with her. All of a sudden, everything made sense. Why we never got the chance to know much of the Dizons. And why all gatherings were on our mom's side all those years. Why dad had to be away four days a week. And saying he had work to do and why I would hear mom cry at night. I was 15 years old and just finished junior high school. Standing at the wake of my mom, I was devastated. My whole concept of family was shattered right there. I was living in a lie after all those years. Being the product of an adulterous relationship and being lied to my whole life left me feeling so unwanted. And my only question at the burial of my mom, God, why does it have to happen this way? My heart was full of unforgiveness. Bitterness and shame. I didn't know how to move forward. So I set my life chasing, chasing material achievements. Graduated with honors, best in music, service awards in high school. Joined the student council and other organizations. Graduated cadet lieutenant colonel officer from the ROTC. Graduated cum laude in college. Aimed and ranked 12 ranked 12th from from about 7,000 Filipino CPA board examinees and consistently competed to be the best-performing auditor at work, ensuring that I will always stand out, even at the expense of others. I also entered into relationships with women for the wrong reasons. I attended religious masses just for the sake of saying that I am doing something religious that would make me look and feel good. I chased and desired anything the world had to offer, thinking it would give me the happiness I'm longing for. Third, an unexpected stranger. After working so hard to be among the top performing employees in our firm, I got the opportunity to spend three months in New York on assignment in April 2013. Arriving back in the Philippines, I felt accomplished. I spent the next six months working hard and drowning myself with parties, smoking, and drinking everywhere. As time passed, I started feeling so empty. I didn't understand it. I didn't know what was missing. There were nights that I thought about ending it all right there. I told my boss at one point that I was quitting. (laughs) My job was demanding and I just wanted out. I showed up to the office one day to give my resignation letter when a partner called me into his office and requested me to go on another assignment, this time in Houston, Texas. (laughs) Instead of quitting, that day I accepted this assignment and was heading to Houston, Texas sometime in the future, pending my visa getting approved. While waiting for my visa to get approved, I got involved in recruiting for my firm. There was one guy whom I hosted for his office visit and invited me to go hang out with a group of him and his friends. He said they were meeting at a coffee shop to read passages from the Bible. I found this very odd. (laughs) I just met this guy and I didn't have anything else to do, so I decided to go. After this gathering, the two of us decided to have dinner and found myself sharing my story of what, was, of what had been happening in me over the past weeks. This guy invited me to a church service, and it was my first Protestant church service. I was amazed how the Bible was preached and shared for more than an hour. <laughs> He also gave me some podcasts to listen to. I listened to one podcast about Ecclesiastes 1 that talked about how everything is meaningless. I listened to the podcast and my eyes were open, like cold water poured over me. It was November 25th, 2013, Monday night. I wept at the corner of my room and the first questions that popped out were, why me? Why him? How did you know I was hiding all these years? I got so scared and felt ashamed about myself. I literally texted that guy and told him, who are you really? I want to know more about God. From that point, I started joining this small group of guys meeting every Tuesday nights. It was like a whole new world to me. Lastly, an unexpected community. Come January, my U.S. visa got approved. I was bound for Houston. I immediately tried to find a church around town. Knowing nothing about Houston, I tried three churches and felt very hopeless as I struggled to find community in a church that taught the Bible. I stumbled across the 2014 Passion Conference at Toyota Center, where I found myself sitting right next to Hillsong United. (laughs) Like, literally. She was the one who sang Oceans. It was a great Valentine's weekend with God. (laughs) Praying and hoping I could find a home church. One day, after this at work, one of my associates came to ask me for a password at work to access the client files. What was the password? Hillsong United. Little did I know, my associate was part of Sojourn Community Church in the Heights, and very soon, I was headed to my first parish gathering with the Money Beach Parish at 8.02 in Street. <laughs> at first, I thought it was a prank, so I waited for about 20 minutes outside the house. <laughs> I knew immediately that this was it when I walked in the house. Living with a neighborhood parish has been a blessing and a challenge. Coming from a foreign country, there are a lot of differences and adjustments. I was only part of my small group in the Philippines for one month, so I never really knew what community looked like. I thought life would run smoothly now that I I found people. However, I had an idealistic thinking about how community should look like. I started subconsciously placing expectations and standards on people, and with a consumer mentality, I started search. Uh, I, I always searched for how the community or church could serve me and my needs. There were countless times where I did things to try to gain the approval of others. I was frustrated that I wasn't getting this, and I even tried to check other churches or other parishes thinking I could start all over again and make it work. I was wrong. But then I realized, what am I doing? I have allowed the enemy to rule over me. Totally wrong. These frustrations, disappointments, and feeling entitled resulted from my very own selfishness, pride, and envy. With shame and bitterness, it was hard for me, deep inside, to fully accept even a single graceful act from God through this community. It dawned on me that for more than a year of being with this parish, God has continuously used this imperfect community to pursue my heart and to teach me how to die to myself, just as how Christ died for me. Through forgiveness and the gift of reconciliation, I stand here before my very own parish and grateful for the times we had all together. I can't say more how blessed I am to be here. It has been a humbling experience walking and living with them, and I am excited what's ahead of us. born as an unexpected baby, shattered by an unexpected truth, pursued by an unexpected stranger, and surrounded by an unexpected community. There is one thing I know for sure. God has been with me all this time. He has been very patient and loving to meet me at His own time and way, forgiving. accepting me. I am standing here as a witness to God that he is real and so is the enemy. I am still the sinful JD but I am not running away to the dark anymore because I am professing and declaring that Jesus is indeed my Lord and my Savior.